Hello everybody, Drasco here from 10knorm.com where my main focus is to help guide heart-centered entrepreneurs under 10K months to transcend all of the blind spots that keep them from thinking, feeling, acting, and authentically marketing so they can normalize their own versions of 10K months. And today's episode, we have a real talk segment where I bring in a heart-centered entrepreneur on their way towards their own 10K norm. And we have some real talk about what's currently their biggest challenge towards their 10K norm. And in that conversation, we're going to explore who they are, why they do what they do. And then live on the call, I get to help them get out of their own way on a challenge that they're currently experiencing towards their 10K norm. And today's guest, we have Lynn Ursimus. Did I pronounce your Erasmus. name correctly? Okay, awesome. Uh, and Lynn is a vibrant keynote speaker, and she speaks on culture, resilience, mindset change. Um, and she got a lot of experience with this because she went from being a waitress to a multi-award winning journalist, an entrepreneur, publisher, coach, author, speaker. Um, so she's worn all the t-shirts and can very much talk about it, which is awesome. Um, and basically what her mission is, what she stands for, is she's here to rekindle your enthusiasm for life and for business. She's energetic, engaging, and uh, loves to interwine humor and wit throughout her talk. So this will be a much uh, <laughs> added bonus to, uh, you know, diving into the thing standing in the way of her 10K norm. Um, so all in all, Lynn, thank you very much for being here. Welcome to the show. And how are you doing today? <laughs> well, thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's my, uh, it's my pleasure. So uh, I love your intro. And I mean, that's just like the, this, the few pieces that I know about you. Uh, but why don't you let myself and everybody listening know a little bit more about you and uh, what you do? <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Um, I think I'll give you the shortened version for the, so the past six months, seven months. Um, I published my book, um, Break Those Damn Rules, and that was in December. And then I thought, you know what, this is a good time to just um, launch my speaking career. So that's something I've been uh, wanting to do in a professional um, environment. Uh, so I used to do it a lot in South Africa, but more as, um, you know, helping entrepreneurs. So it was just as my way of giving back to the community. So that's what I've been working on the past uh, seven months is on my exciting keynote that I'm just about to, to launch. So I'm very excited about that alongside my uh, cultural intelligence workshops that I've got. So I'm, I'm quite uh, passionate about um, culture and change, obviously, and innovation, you know. What's the next big thing? <laughs> awesome. I, I love it because there's so much breadth in yeah. everything that you do. So it's like we can go in many different directions. So what yes. I'm most curious about with regards to what you just shared is uh, is your book. I actually don't know anything about it other than the the title that you just mentioned. The first <laughs> thing that popped into my head was I always like to like I have this saying with regards to like rules where people are like, oh should like am I a rule breaker? Am I not? Like how do I go and like make my own thing? I always say like, you know, you have to know the rules before you can break them. And, and contextually, it's like I, I gotta understand what game I'm playing before I can actually decide what rules are worth breaking, what rules are following. So I'm just curious how uh, you would interpret that and, and what's your stance on something like that? Yes, 100%. So the the gist of it is basically, um, it's, it's very similar to, to what you mean uh, with knowing the rules. Um, I just find us as uh, humans, as we grow older, we, um, you know, most things start with childhood. And as a child, you are either told many lies or you tell yourself a lie and that can make or break you either way you go in life. So break those damn rules. It's about you being honest with yourself. Look at all those little lies that you have been telling yourself or society has been telling you and you need to break them one by one because those are the little lies that's going to keep you small. And it's only once you are brave enough to break them, it's just lies and tell yourself a new, new truth, a new rule book, you know, you write your own new rules. Then you are ready to, you know, break free from what's been holding you back and step into your power. 
100%. I mean, I couldn't agree <laughs> more with that piece. There, there's two things that pops up when you speak about that. So number one, um, well, actually, okay, I guess we can take them in order. So number one is how did you, like, I'm sure you didn't just, this, this didn't pop into your head. I'm sure there's a story with regards to how you got to being passionate enough about that to write a whole book about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd love to know the backstory on, on that piece. Um, okay. <laughs> well, it was, okay, so I'm from South Africa. And last year, no, 2019, we moved to the Netherlands. And um, it was quite hard for me. It was quite hard to leave behind, you know, all my family, my friends, my beautiful network, you know, all the businesses that I've created and the net, you know, it was, it was really hard for me. And that's when um, I had time on my hand and I thought, you know, what's a good time to just purge. So that was what it was all supposed to be, just a purging, nothing more. And then <laughs> it was like 50,000 words later, it's like, okay, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> this is no longer a purge. This is a, this is a novel. <laughs> So I started to take it a bit more seriously and uh, uh, restructure it into chronological orders. So uh, it's a it's a memoir um, slash self-help uh, book, <laughs> shelf-help books. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it starts from when I was small. So I was five years old when my mum committed suicide. And it uh, it really influenced me in a uh, like obviously in a in a very big way, um, and then obviously the subsequent um, effects of that of what I had to endure after that. So it's that's basically what it was about it was uh, me telling myself a lie. You know, I told myself that I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not worth loving. You know, if my own damn mother doesn't even stick around to love me, then surely there must be something wrong with me, you know, and it um, took me on a quite a self-destructive path where I always seeked um, attention in the wrong places. I seeked love. I, I seeked um, affirmation and acceptance. Um, and obviously you do things that you're not supposed to do to to get that acceptance from people. Um, so yeah, it took me quite a long time to, to break those little rules, those little lies that I've been telling myself. And, um, that's, that's my journey, you know, how I, how I broke it and how I set myself free and I became unstoppable because for once I loved myself, you know, and I didn't need to go and seek other people's opinions and their approval and, you know, no, I just don't give them. <laughs> if you don't like me, tough. <laughs> if you do awesome <laughs> so it's been it's been a really hard journey and I, I just felt that um i wanted to be as raw and honest with uh, my reader to if there's anyone that can be helped through it then sure grab it if not you know take the skip um yeah i was i was uh i was a fully functional alcoholic uh, just trying to drown myself, <laughs> you know, all the pain, <laughs> you try and find anything. And um, I think we're all, it obviously, you know, saying it now, I can, I can speak about it now, but at the time you always feel, feel dirty and you feel even more worthless and, you know, it just leads to, to more bad things. And I think what a, what a lot of people don't know is that, the addictions hide in so many ways, you know, it, it, it hides behind uh, books. There's, there's a, a addiction for technology. There's addiction for uh, gambling. You know, there's, there's so many different types of addictions that we don't even know. And it's a workaholic, you know, the people who just want to work all the time because they can't find the value in anything else. They have to work all the time. Um, so it does, I think I, I do believe that everyone has got some some, some form of um, addiction, some some form of of trying to just dose yourself to to just get through life. Um, and I'm, I just want to be here to say that it's okay. You know, it's like don't be ashamed. Stop stop letting other people shame you. You need to stop shaming yourself. Um, it doesn't define you. You know what happened to you and who you've become doesn't define you.
you can break free anytime and start a new life. 100% and, and you're living proof of that. So thank you for sharing it. And it's certainly something that I can relate to on many levels because, you know, I always say like, you know, I, I've had every like non, you know, illegal vice as an addiction uh, in terms of getting into my own way. And I think a big part of my um, like journey and arc as far as, so just for context, like on the personal side and even uh, what I'll add to it afterwards, for both yourself and people listening. So like I owned a uh, brick and mortar weight loss center for 10 years okay. where our main focus was sort of the individuals who have a, a long time struggle with weight loss where it's, it's not about the food, it's about separating the emotion from the food. So this was like a daily yeah. occurrence with exactly that type of addiction mm. that you're talking about. Like, yeah, it's, it's not alcohol, it's not outright yeah. as to what we think. Uh, when we think of addiction, but it certainly follows the oh, yeah. exact same patterns. And it was yes. certainly something that I dealt with uh, myself and then helped others through, et cetera. And as you were speaking, the the one, I believe it's an AA quote, I don't actually know the, the exact origin of it, but where they say it's like one drink is too many, but a thousand is not enough. Right. Yes. Where it, it, it maps out that whole thing of like, it doesn't matter if it's work, it doesn't matter if it's scrolling or gambling or whatever, yeah. but anything that masks, you know, what our authentic self is, is going to get in the way of whatever it is that, you know, we're, we're here to do or how we want to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I can 100% relate to that. Uh, you know, I'd love to know, is that something that you are now on the path to speaking about or you coach about it? Like, where are you at with that piece right now? Um, um, I did, I did consider it, but, um, the, obviously my book is there to help. And as part of my keynote, I've got one section that I speak about it. Uh, so there's a, a 10 minute segment in, in my keynote. Uh, that I talk about it, um, obviously in a more softer version because you know people uh, it scares them to to hear people speak about things like this so so openly you know um, it's you know, it makes people feel uncomfortable if they're not ready to to hear it. Um, so yes, so that's that's something um, I'm just quite aware of. Uh, so do that's why I love doing podcasts. So I, I I don't mind speaking freely on on podcasts about these type of things because that's you know that's the type of people that's going to be reached. You know you need to reach the the proper proper market uh, for the message that I've got. One hundred percent. And in terms of because um, one of the things you mentioned with regards to all of this was okay, like I'm speaking my message. I I'm, I'm getting myself um you know out there and i want to tell this story and it's rooted in these lies that i found myself talking about before yeah what is people's reaction because when i initially heard you talking about um okay so like there's these rules the rules are oftentimes based on lies either that we've incorporated from the outside or we've told ourselves what i've found before is that it takes a lot of work for people to admit that they are telling themselves a lie. And usually if we lead with you're lying to yourself, that that's usually when the defenses go up and we need either a softer approach or, or like a backdoor approach to kind of get yeah. to that realization. So just curious what your um, experience was with things like that. Um, with regards to helping others or with going through the journey myself? Uh, well, both really. I mean, anytime, because I guess if you're leading with, we tell lies to ourselves and they uh, cost us, mm -hmm. what has been your experience with working through that on your own and with others? Uh, no, it's, it's uh, been good because, um, yeah, people always, oh, wow, I can so relate. I can so relate. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's good to, yeah, you know, cause you're always scared in the beginning to, to put yourself out there and, um, share such a strong message, you know, uh, you, you don't want to, to scare people away. And, um, but yeah, I think as I, was, as I said, I'm, I'm just quite aware of the, the fact that it is a hard topic. So I will never go and just off the cuff, go and speak about it. It's because I, I remember when I was going through it, there was no way that anyone would have been able to convince me 
that I need to break the rules and I need to stop lying to myself. I would just like, just get on with it. Just move on. I don't have time to listen to you. I've got things to do. <laughs> you know, you, you're stubborn. You you want to, you need to feel it yourself. Um, and it's, 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 yeah, I, I wish it wasn't so, but I, I find 99% of the times you have to basically hit rock bottom and get that, that epiphany, you know, the, the great awakening to, to see the masks come off. Um, it's unfortunately nothing that me and you can do to, to convince anyone that's not ready. 100%. And was that your experience going through it as well? Like, is that how you yes. kind of like, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like leave me alone. This, like, oh yeah. Was, okay. Oh yeah. My husband's been trying for, like, I don't know, five years. Like you need to stop drinking. You need to stop doing this. And I was like, well, when I'm ready, when I'm ready, when I'm ready, you know, it's uh doesn't matter who it is, who tells you, you got to be ready. So, yeah. Yeah. We can't, change anybody else like we yep. don't change ourselves i mean you know how hard it is to change yourself <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> percent. so yeah i mean perfect and i think in that case knowing what you know and the experiences that you've gone through and, and writing a book and, and knowing how these stories and narratives and lies can influence us when you look at where you're at right now what do you feel like is your biggest obstacle towards your 10k norm My biggest obstacle, you know what? Um, I'm human. I I I I strive for for perfection. I'm a, a, a much better, but I'm still a control freak. I think most uh, um, people who who's gone uh, through extreme trauma are, are control freaks. They they need to stay in control because that's our way of you know. It's one thing that we can at least control. So we know we're not going to get hurt. We're not going to get ex pain or whatever. So we want to try and control every single thing. And I just, I find that it's only when I let go of the steering wheel <laughs> that things fall into place for me. <laughs> but it's trying to, uh, trying to peel my hands off the steering wheel and say, just let go. <laughs> So I've been working on um, this keynote, one keynote that's 45 minutes for seven months. Do you understand? That's a bit crazy, isn't it? That's, 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 that's insane. <laughs> it's I mean, insane. It's either going to be extremely good or uh, <laughs> there's something else that, that, that is that play. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I said I'm just gonna I'm just gonna release it next week. I'm I'm out. I'm 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 not gonna hang on to this anymore. I'm just gonna release it. <laughs> Congratulations! I I, uh, I think that that's a great idea. Thank you. And, uh, just to reflect back on that, so I, I definitely want to dive deeper into all those pieces because I think that there, there, there's something there. Um, one thing I would just like to point out initially because you mentioned the the, the perfectionism. So when I started this whole podcast, I have a whole four episode uh, series specifically on perfectionism because it comes up so often in the coaching that I do. Okay. And uh, what I, the way that I explained perfectionism in that series was that it's a coin that's made out of nothing where one side is fear uh, and the other side is ideal. And I'm assuming you haven't listened to it, uh, but I would just like to know how does that land for you um, without the context or with whatever context you may have? Um, it's, 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 it's exactly, it's exactly how I feel because I've got the huge aspirations, you know, I've got my dreams scare me every day <laughs> um, as they should. So I'm not a, I'm not risk adverse at all. I always go for bigger, better. It must be always the biggest thing. But at the same time, when you've put in so much um, time and effort and your soul into it, then obviously you, you're scared. You're scared that you put it out there and that everyone's like, oh, well, that was average. <laughs> you know, it didn't quite hit the spot. 
So yeah, I'm I'm obviously fe- uh, scared that people are gonna say, oh, it's it's not that great. So go back and try again. Try go for another six months and try again. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And I'm just taking some notes here. So, okay. So there, there's a few different areas that I would like to kind of go down. So are you okay if I just uh, ask some clarifying questions about yeah. the different pieces? Okay, perfect. So one of my first questions, right, kind of how we got here was what's standing in the way of your 10K norm, right? So your answer was, well, there's a semblance of control and perfectionism and it's showing up in my keynote. So my clarification is how is all of that standing in the way of your 10k norm how is that all standing in my way correct well um because it it's um i think it's your confliction so my i'm conflicted so confliction leads to paralysis paralysis um and in action so it's just a case of as i said like I, I just need to let go i need to just close my eyes and just let go and reach out to to people and you know for every 10th no i might get a yes okay so then the conflict is about what specifically well um is it good enough you know is it is it is it what is it what the the people want is it um you must also remember i'm new in the country so i don't have my old contacts to to tap into and say hey let's put a little event together and you guys can hear me and give me some feedback i'm alone this is me like i've got me and my family you know my husband and my two children that's it you know um i don't have that 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 backup that strong backup and uh, uh, community that I had in South Africa. And uh, yeah, I think it was my, in the beginning of the year, it was a lot of self-pity. I felt so sorry for myself because I was like, oh, you know, you guys all got this beautiful contacts and I've got nothing. (laughs) So that was what prevented me then. Um, And now it's just a case of, okay, well, you're ready. Just let go. Okay. And then the letting go would be to release the the keynote. Is that correct? Okay. Got it. So with regards to the narrative on the contacts, so one of the things you mentioned multiple times was, you know, I'm not sure if the keynote is good enough. That's why I've been stalling for like releasing it. I don't have these contacts. They can give me feedback. I can present it to people. Like, is that accurate to kind of get that yeah. feedback okay yeah um you have contacts in your old home yeah you could send them a video recording of it and will they give you feedback of it that way i know you see <laughs> okay. i'm just hiding behind uh, excuses <laughs> okay fair enough so then what would be the excuse that's coming up for you there uh are they going to have time to sit through the whole thing? <laughs> Are they actually going to watch it? So Are they going to be on I, I would argue that's the justification me? of the original excuse, right? Because now it's not that I don't have contacts. Now it's do the contacts have time. I know. Kind of like another version of the same <laughs> thing. So what is the actual excuse uh, that, that you internally resonate with? It's it's still the 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 one from the beginning, you know? I'm... Um, I'm still like unsure. Am I good enough? You know, am I good enough? It's, uh, you know, it's no matter how, how much you work on yourself, you, you're never going to be hundred percent where you want to be. So it's a constant battle for me, for me to remind myself that yes, you are worthy. Yes, you are. You can have it. Stop playing small, stop breaking those rules, you know? So it's, uh, like my, my one friend said, you need to read your own book. <laughs> Yes, we our advice is out advice. Yeah, hundred percent. Our advice is always the hardest to take. Yeah, <laughs> easy to dish out. Yeah, hundred percent. So, on that note, what personal rule or what personal um, lie are you telling yourself? Mm. 
Uh, I think it's just this. Yeah, it's the one of. Um, no. Who do, you, who do you think you are? <laughs> You're just a foreigner in this this country. There's lots of people that's been speaking professionally for like 50 years. Who are you? Like, you know, why, why would anyone use you if they can use them? So it's that self-doubt. It's that, um, am I worthy? You know, am I good enough? Got it. Ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> so that makes more sense. And, and I appreciate the honesty because I know, you know, it, it's not a fun thing to like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's obviously it. So I appreciate that. And just before we dive a little deeper into it on kind of the surface level, if somebody offered you a paid gig in, I don't know, Australia to do your keynote, would you do it? Yes. So then is location an actual limiting factor? No. No, right. So is it really, again, about the circumstantial aspect of yeah. where you're at? Or is it I'm actually not putting myself out there for the options? to? Arrive? I've not put myself out there. Got it. Okay. So if you were to look at your keynote right now, and if you release your keynote, and nothing happens, then fill in the blank. <laughs> I'll cry. <laughs> okay. Fair. A lot. <laughs> and For a very long time. <laughs> what would you be crying about? That no one liked it. <laughs> okay. And is that really true? No. I think they'll like it. I'm just uh, stop standing in my own way okay well i mean how do you plan to release it i guess let's, let's look at that way um well what i'm gonna do is i've just had to redo my website so that's uh that's just about ready to go so a few tweaks still needs to be done and then uh, i've created a beautiful list of of targeted companies that i want to reach out to um, so I'm going to start off with a, a, a free um, lunch and learn that I can offer the companies as a, as a way to test the waters and get to see if they like me as a person. And then I can show them um, this is the other services that I offer, such as a keynote talk on this. Um, and then obviously all the other workshops that I offer in coaching. Got it. And are all those things that you could have been doing while refining your keynote? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> right. So now going into that piece, what do you think is behind the hesitancy to do those? I think I was just uh, confused. Um, I was, yeah, I wasn't uh, focused enough. So just to pause right there, you, you gave me a clear outline of what you wanted to do, Yeah. right? My question was, could you have done that while refining the keynote? So that doesn't really sound confused. Like it's not like you said, I don't actually know what I'm going to do. It's like, no, I'm going to pitch companies and do lunch and learns. I'm no, but I only, I only came up with that uh, uh, on Friday. Okay. Fair. So, so that, this that, is very, very recent. Awesome. <laughs> I came up with this brilliant idea. <laughs> okay, perfect. So in that case, is there something stopping you from doing that right now? Um, just my new website for my, for my training. So that should be ready by Friday. And so then I you need a website to uh, say hello to somebody. I feel like they're going to judge me and say, Oh, you don't even have a website. Why must I trust you? You know, you especially know if you phone up and speak with a foreign accent, they're like, oh, who's this person like wanting to do something with me? Right. So, so do you know all those things for a fact? I'm assuming, you see, I'm putting in, I'm, 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 I'm doing all the assumptions that I tell everyone not to do. Correct. You're saying <laughs> no on their behalf. Yes. Right. It's, <laughs> yes, not, exactly. it's not their no and their uh, rejection or whatever. Yes. pre no. You know, so yeah, okay. <laughs> perfect. So you're very self-aware, right? Like you can right away, you spot the patterns. Yeah. Okay. So to me, this all kind of sounds like 
I will find all the ways that I could possibly distract, dilute, and procrastinate on the actual actions that would move me closer, which is exactly without a book gig that there's no point in having a keynote, right? And and, and without actual contacts and having things in the pipeline that there there's no further uh you know offers to make contracts or whatever <laughs> would that be accurate yes but in my defense i am a big dreamer so i know once i go out there i am going to get business and i want to know that i can deliver on my many promises that i'm going to make so i want to you know what if they say yes that sounds great can you do tomorrow i'm like <gasps> yeah so if somebody offered you a 50k speaking gig for tomorrow do you think you'd be like well, i need to finish my website first hell yeah i can do it so is that really okay. a, a, another issue right ah. <laughs> i know i know so if you had to take a step back then and summarize what's standing in your way right now in like one sentence what do you think that sentence might be it's always fear of failure okay always i mean we uh, i mean it's normal it's human nature you know we you know you put your heart and soul into into something and and it's you're putting yourself out there for people to to judge and weigh you are you good enough you're not good enough so especially you know uh someone like me who always wonder <laughs> you know it comes through with that it's so it's small little things Woo, my my light is going crazy yeah that's okay yeah so that's a great explanation of it now personalize it into like an i state say that again so if you could personalize that explanation into an i state like I'm, et cetera, et cetera. What, what would the statement be that describes your biggest hurdle? Um, don't want to be average. I, I don't want to be average. <laughs> Is that, was that it? Yeah. Okay. And does that feel uh, true? Yes. I hate being average. Okay, so biggest fear. if you were average, oh my God, no, kill me, then fill in the blanks. Well, what does that actually mean about you? I must just die. Okay. I, can't be, I can't be average. That's ridiculous. Okay, so I <laughs> don't want people. to be average means that and then fill in the blank. I don't want to be average. Mm -hmm. So if you had that same, so I don't want to be average, but we're going to dive deeper into what your interpretation of that is, because I can interpret it one way and somebody else can interpret it another way. What's important is how you would interpret it. So I don't want to be average means that you fill in the blank. I don't want to be average because it means that... Because um, then I'm not exceptional and I want to be exceptional. Okay, so I don't want to be average means yeah. that I'm not exceptional. Yeah. And if I'm not exceptional, then what does that mean? Because it's it's the whole thing of, um, you know, you want to, for me, it's it's a case of I I feel like I need to be important. Um, for me, importance mean that. I have power, I have control, and that means no one will ever be able to hurt me or humiliate me. So that's always why I was in high functional, you know, positions because I had to make sure that I'm one of the most important person people in the room <laughs> so that no one can uh, try and squash me. Fair. And I'm going to throw something your way just from the little bit that i know of you and you can by all means let me know if like it's too left field it doesn't resonate or resonates or not but i have to be exceptional i have to be important i have to be in control i have to be the life of the party otherwise my mom is going to leave exactly exactly 
how does that yeah. land and feel i know it i mean it's it's my thing it's like something i fight every single day you know <laughs> i know these things so it's like constant battle to convince myself that it's not true it's just little lies you need to break those rules you know but it's a it's an everyday practice it's not um you know you just wave your magic little wand and i'm gonna be fixed you know it's gonna be it's gonna it's a journey you know it's a it's a it's a process 100 and, and i appreciate your honesty in it because i know it's it's like it's a deep wounding so i'm not uh I'm not taking it lightly, your, your acceptance of it. Um, what I would want to reflect back to you is your awareness of it doesn't always translate to your growing up or growing out of it, right? Like you can, it's one thing to wake up and realize this is the root of it. It's another thing to grow up and work through the multitude of different iterations where it's going to show up and right now it's actually showing up in i have these desires i want to press the gas and, and go towards them but i keep pressing the brake because these narratives rooted in this thing keep popping up yeah. so my question to you then is is it really about going back to the root or is it about addressing the narratives as they stand right now Addressing the narrative. Yeah, I, I would agree with you because it's 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 what's present right now and it's what's stopping you going forward right yeah. now. Mm. So in that regard, this whole need to, I don't want to be average, I need to be exceptional, I need to be important. If you had one statement that would sum them all up, that does something come to mind? I'm enough. Okay. Yeah. So is that what you want it the statement? Yeah, because or how it the, the, the truth of the statement and the sentiment actually feels right now? No, it's um uh, I, I it it's it's such a uh, you know, I'm I'm 41 years. So for like 38 for 37 years or whatever, I've been telling myself the same thing over and over every single day. You know, it's only the past, it's only since 2017 that I started uh, breaking the rules, you know, that I started telling myself a, a new, a new truth. But I mean, it's for more than 30 years, I've got the same thing. I've been telling myself every day, you know, it's, it's hard to, to break that habit. It's hard to, to get unstuck. It's hard to, um, I know what I need to do and I know that I am worthy. I know I, I love myself. I've got a, I've got a, a, a deep, deep love for myself, but uh, it's still a case of the under underlying um, judgment. Mm -hmm. I've still got an underlying like uh, and a fear, obviously that um, maybe I've been telling myself another new lie. Maybe I'm not as great as I as I as I thought. Maybe I'm not really that that amazing. Maybe I'm not really that worth loving. Maybe it is that other truth that you've been telling yourself, you know? So it's it's a it's a constant. You don't want to be in here. <laughs> it's a madhouse in here. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I would reflect back to you that the reality is all of these aspects, all, all of these narratives are just different iterations of the same thing, right? Yeah. I don't want to be average. I do, like, I, I have to be exceptional. I have to be important, Yeah. right? Maybe I'm not, like, each of those individually is its own narrative that is right now stopping you from moving forward, right? Because as we discussed sure. at the beginning, you have clarity in what you need to do, at least, you know, options to explore yes. and see how they yes. relate. I've spent seven months doing this thing that yes. realistically I probably could have done in, you know, up to three months or however <laughs> long it would take to do it. Right. So there's a lot of 
kind of wasted, diluted time yes. because of these narratives. So if you're cool with it, I would like to dive deeper into one and see if we can turn it around, if you're okay with sure. that. Okay. okay. So let, let, let's stick with the one that initially came about, which is, uh, I don't want to be average. Okay. How does that one feel for you right now when you hear it reflected back? I always laugh at it because it's, you know, it's my truth. It's, it's just who I am. It's, uh, it's just, yeah, I always strive for, for perfection. I always want to be exceptional. Right. So if I was average, then fill in the blank. What would that mean for you and your work? It's no life worth living. Okay. So I don't want to no, no. average because then I'm not living a life worth living. Like, is that? Yeah. Okay. I'm not living a life worth living. I'm just going to take, take these notes because I'm going to refer back to this. So I don't want to be average because then I'm not living a life worth living. That yeah. feels true to you right now. Yes. Okay. Is that objectively 100% true all the time? Ninety-nine percent of the time, yes. Perfect. What evidence do you have for the one percent that isn't true? It's when I'm tired and I can't be bothered. Okay. So when I'm tired and I can't be bothered, it's okay yeah. to be average. Yeah. Okay. Like one, I allow myself one percent to be average. Life is worth living when you're tired. No, that's even worse. <laughs> okay. I hate being tired. Okay. So is there? any evidence that you can find where you enjoy life doing or being average at something? No, sleeping. Okay, you're an average sleeper? I'm an average sleeper. Okay, and is that okay? That's okay, I can live okay. with it. You, you're not gonna die if you're an average sleeper? I'm, no, I'm not gonna die this time. <laughs> Okay. I'm glad you're not going to die as a, if you're not an exceptional sleeper. Um, are you uh, an exceptional world-class driver? Oh, yes, I am. Okay, great. Yeah. Anything else that you're average in? Patience. Okay. And, very average uh, patience. You have very average patience. So very you, average. You have a threshold for the BS you're, you're going to like w willing to take. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Is is life over if you have, uh, you know, if you're not Mother Teresa as far as patience is concerned? Mm, no. <laughs> okay. Is life worth living with average patience? Yes. Okay. Anything else as far as evidence that you can find in your own life where just being average is okay? So when you look at that statement in its absolute form, right? I don't want to be average because then I'm not living a life worth living or sorry, I'm not having a life worth living. Is that absolutely objectively true all the time? Yes. Okay. So it went from 99 to now 100. Well, except for that 1% when I sleep. Right. Well, and also patience. So anytime you're asked to have patience, you're also average. Yeah. And you can also yes. enjoy living life at that point. Okay. <laughs> yes. And are your kids exceptional all the time? Um, do they ever have? They're above average? average. Well above. Good. And do they have any averages in terms of grades in terms of performance in sports or hobbies or they're exceptional across the board in behaviors and everything no, but I don't judge them like that okay so the standards differ for them but not yourself yeah of course okay so if you're gonna live authentically and have the same standards you want to walk your talk as far as your kids are concerned would that be true 
Look, it's an in-house joke. It's like they know if they really want to insult me, they just call me average. It's <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it's just it's just a thing. Yep, that's totally fine. Um, so again, going back to the original statement, then is it a hundred percent true at all times in all instances? No. No. And how do you react when you think the thought, I don't want to be average because then I'm not living a life worth living. How do you feel? How do you react? What do you do? For me, it's just funny. I don't think I don't, um, put too much meaning into it. It's just, uh, it's just my, so you don't put a lot of meaning, need. the ongoing joke in your family is they just have to call you average if they want to get you going. <laughs> yes. Okay. Is that really an accurate statement in that case? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, we all got our flaws. That's my flaw. Right. But it doesn't have a lot of feeling. It's just everybody that's close to me in my life knows this little thing about it, but it's, it's not a big deal at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, who's the easiest person to lie to? <laughs> it's usually ourselves, right? Correct. Okay. So going back to the original question, then how do you react when you think the thought, I don't want to be average because then I'm not living a life worth living? How does it, how do I feel? How do you react? So feeling, doing, being, all of the above. For me, it's just a joke. It's not a, it's not a serious thing. It's not, it's just who I am. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> we had the first part of this whole conversation talking about the fear of perfectionism is so high that it's costing me months of actually launching all of this. But yeah, I mean, being average is just a joke, right? Like, I mean, that, that's just not this big, big a deal at all. So I bring oh, it back to you. It's not actually accurate. It's, it's just my driving force. It's like, it's the thing that keeps me going. It's my... And how's that working for you? So far, very good. Because that's the thing between keeping me jumping off the bridge and pushing myself to the, so I'm, I'm an extreme person, you know, I'm either uh, all in or all out. It's, it's, uh, I struggle to find the, the middle ground. And for me, that's, that's my, um, I need to do that for me, you know, for. You're right. For, Cause now you're all in on procrastination. Yes. At the moment, <laughs> but that's I'm going to stop. <laughs> Next week, I'm, I'm sure you, you've had that conversation with yourself for the past you know, seven months. So again, if watch that's me, what you want, watch me, watch me, and then once I'm once I'm on the road, there's no stopping me. So right. once it I'm makes out no there, difference in my life if it takes you seven months <laughs> or seven years. So you're, uh, you know, you're welcome. You have the free will to do as you see fit. That's totally fine. Um, what I'm prompting you to see what I'm prompting to reflect back at you is how much you resist the acceptance of the truth and the subsequent, you know, we're going to use your terminology here, the lie, right? You are fighting tooth and nail to hold on to this need. And I would say the wounding of, I cannot be, average right your defense mechanisms right like humor is obviously part of it right like it's, it's easier to laugh than to cry right i keep narrating all these stories that just jump around the issue of i i don't really want to let go of this need to be exceptional when the reality is everything you've described at the beginning is actually reflective of you living a completely unexceptional existence in comparison to what your potential actually is. So I know that was a bit direct, but how does it land for you? And you're welcome to tell me to, you know, F off if, uh, if that, that's what's coming um, up. I don't, look, I, I see what, you, what, you, what you're doing and it, it makes sense and I know it's wrong. 
it's not uh, um, like it, it is it is it is terrible it's a it's a bad it's a bad thing um, like I've, I've I tried to let go I, I let go of that it was March April March April and I was just like okay I'm really gonna try this thing of being average I'm just gonna let go of pretending that I want to be exceptional and I want to just have a go. You know, how deeply depressed and without meaning and purpose I have been for two months just wandering around like, oh, I'm just average. It's just, just who I am. Like, I don't, I'm not going to be exceptional. And it's, it's, it doesn't suit me. It doesn't like, it uh, doesn't bring me any happiness. It doesn't bring me any joy. It might be fake. It might be superficious, super, uh, what's the word, super, is it superficial? Superficial, is that what you mean? Superficial, superficial. Um, but yeah, I, I, I see it as just, I, I take one, one step at a time. It, it does help me to, to push, to push my boundaries. So, um, I get things done, you know, I get things done in a much quicker and better way. Like I've, I've, I've done like so much more than like 90% of the population, like what I've achieved in my short life. Um, and it, uh, I'm not saying it's, it's good. I'm not saying it's okay. What I've, the, 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 this, this drive, this incessant need, um, but for right now, I need it. It's like before this, I, it was my anger. So I needed my anger to to get me through the pain because if I didn't have anger, I would have been depressed and killed myself. So I needed, uh, my anger fueled me. It, it kept me going, it kept me energized, it kept me dreaming bigger and demanding more. Um, the anger subsided, the anger is gone. Uh, it flares up every now and again, but it's not not what it was what it used to be so it's it's a little it's a little flame that i've got left going inside of me and for me that's that's my that's my passions that's my thing you know um so it's like my my little indulgence that i allow myself sure with, with regards to the anger no the uh not being average with regards to not being an average it's yeah. my uh like you're saying it's my little indulgence that i yeah. dip into yeah. from time and time again yeah right it's, it 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 keeps me it keeps me energized um yeah which is fair because the previous statement was all about how the only way i can get anything done is if i keep that in mind that I'm not average. And when I tried to do it, I was completely and utterly depressed, but I'll just dip into exceptionality uh, yeah, here and there. Exactly. Okay. I mean, why would I want to be depressed if I can be happy? 100%. And really it just comes down to then when you do have these needs for exceptionality, for being important. Are I you said I will stop when I'm 60. <laughs> Okay, that, that's, I mean, I can you be average to stop whatever you want, but that, 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 again, it doesn't make a difference in my life, right? What I'm getting at is when you do have the need for, I have to be exceptional, I have to be important, are you at peace? Yes. Okay, then there's, there's really no problem, right? No. <laughs> okay, good. So then going back, reversing it all the way to the beginning, what's standing in the way of you creating your 10k norm um it was it was a build-up so you know you i needed to take this past few months to to recuperate of of um it's been it's been a rough past few years it's been really really rough you know i immigrated between three different continents in a space of five months uh, we had a home invasion before we left South Africa. I was dismissed when I arrived here. You know, I had a job and then they thought, um, 
I was an illegal immigrant and then five months later they let me go. You know, it's been like I've, I've been through a lot. I've been through a, a lot and your, your, your body just can't handle it. You know, as you grow older, your, your resistance, your resilience just uh, peat out. Um, and that's why I'm guarding my, my energy so fiercely because that's my driving force. You know, I've, I've, I'm a naturally energetic person. But, you know, we all have dips and we all have our lows. And I also need to, to be patient with myself. So that's my biggest thing is uh, that I, you know, <laughs> as you can obviously <laughs> know, <laughs> I, I drive myself very hard, you know, I push myself very, very hard. Um, so it was just this, this past few months, um, I have been practicing to, as I said, like, you know, I took off from, March, April, and just said, okay, I'm not going to push myself to the limits anymore. Just going to like try and be average and just, you know, work like anyone else and just be like everyone else. <laughs> and it doesn't suit me. So, but I needed that, that time to recuperate. I needed time to, to draw my strength. Um, and obviously when you, when you low energy, you also don't feel confident. So then you don't feel like you can go out there and present to people because, you know, you, you're drained and you're not as um, fresh and revitalized as, as you should be. So I, I am my product. And if I'm not on good form, then I, I don't have a good product to sell. You know, that's my, my service is me. 100 right like you want to be in a state where you you can deliver everything that you know you want delivered so i completely agree with you on that one i don't think anybody really questions or, or can even fathom to question you know your strength and resiliency because you've clearly been through so much so what i'm kind of curious about to just uh you know begin to put closure on this because we've had you know wide-ranging conversation as far as you know, what's standing in your current way and in the narratives, et cetera. Like what is your biggest takeaway from those? Um, <sighs> it's a few things. <laughs> sure. Um, I think the most important one for me was just to, yeah, I say, I say that I don't drive myself, but I have, you know, I do. So um, it's just to lighten up the load again, just to do a little bit of a check-in and um, calm down on that and to put all those, all those fears and those assumptions pack them away and um, go out there and release what I've been working on to stop worrying about what other people are going to say, you know, if they don't like it, surely there must be someone who will like what I've got. Um, so yeah, just to stop hiding behind all the little excuses and to go out there and just release it. 100% because I think you have a story that a lot of people can you know, relate to and will need that beacon with. So I 100% support that. Um, so does that feel like, um, like, like, does that feel like closure for you as far as the things we dove into today? Yeah, it's been really fun. Thank you. I've, I've, um, I've never been so challenged. So thank you. <laughs> I, I know I'm such a party pooper all, all the time. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> yeah. party pooper. Exactly. Awesome. Just let me be exceptional, for heaven's sake. That's <laughs> it. So, uh, all, all, you, you, as far as uh, my permission, you, you have all my permission. I, I would actually just challenge you to say, do you need my permission? <laughs> but from my vantage point, yeah, you, you can be as exceptional as uh, <laughs> as you choose to be. So that, that is fine. Thank you. you. <laughs> You're very welcome. All right, perfect. Well, in that case, if it does feel um, like everything is complete, um, why don't you tell everybody how they can find you and you know all that other good stuff? Um, I think just the best is just go to my website. I've, it's just lennyrasmus.com. 
um everything all my contact details are on there um yeah if you want to buy the book you go on amazon it's called break those damn rules <laughs> you get an e-copy or a hard copy uh, you yeah i think it's worldwide now except south africa but i saw they recently uh released hard copies in australia so that's quite exciting but yeah you've been awesome. in, in america and the uk <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And well, I mean, I'll link to all of those in the uh, show notes, but uh, yeah, thank you very much for uh, being on and like I said, with, with all of those and uh, ho hope to see your, uh, your keynote very, very soon. You know, we, we I hope so. now, now I'm going to have to push myself to be like Tim Robbins. <laughs> no, no, exactly. That, that, that's, uh, that, that's going to be a must. So Tim Robbins, call me, <laughs> call me. Yep. I don't know if it'll be that far reaching, but you know, the, the, hey, you never know. We, we can I'm seven people away from, from my dream. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that, that is also true as well. So agreed. All right. Well, in that case, we're going to wrap it oh, up. It was and, amazing. Uh, Thank you so much. Absolutely. You're very welcome. So we'll, we'll see everybody on the next one.